If I'm being completely honest, I'm here thinking about Chiefs-Dolphins, a game that will happen in Germany the week after the Chiefs finally stubbed their toe against the Denver Broncos. They're going overseas. In fact, the Chiefs may be midair right now. They're certainly en route to, uh, to Germany in some form or fashion. And I really, truly do not know what to expect from this football game. But I know one thing. It's going to be weird. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Only Weird Games, formerly known as Time's Ours. Nate Taylor's in an airport right now. He will be joining us at some point in this show if the airport Wi-Fi that he uses today is as good as the Jacksonville Wi-Fi. Uh, I don't no know. No Wi-Fi anywhere is as good as the Wi-Fi at Jacksonville Airport. I actually say so. are now just to, the download movies sometimes. Yeah, really. that's it's it's the best way to do it. It's, it actually is worth the time. I, I don't know what it was that got, uh, that got JAX up to speed the way that it did, but I believe Nate is now at JFK. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what the connection's like there, uh, but we will find out when he joins us in a little while. Josh Briscoe and Seth Kaiser with you here now on Only Weird Games on KC Sports Network. Uh, Seth, there's a whole bunch of stuff I want to like legit dig into today as we lead up to the most interesting game on the Chiefs schedule, at least as of right now. Uh, but where are you right now thinking about this game where the Dolphins are in Germany, the Chiefs are on their way, and on Sunday at 8.30 Central Time, 8.30 a.m., uh, I, I don't think I have a pulse on this game just yet. I'm hoping to have one by the end of the show. But but where where are you feeling? How are you feeling right now? One thing that I've said about every single game the Chiefs have played for last four or five years, it's been an incredible time to be a Chiefs fan, seriously. Like, we're spoiled rotten. It's awesome. Yeah. Anyway. Don't, well, don't, well, don't apologize for that, anybody. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Life is good. I'm not going to apologize for life being awesome. That's like, uh, you know, yeah, sorry things are so great. Um, one thing I've said about every single game uh, for the last, seriously, four years probably, maybe a little longer, is the only thing that would surprise me is if the Chiefs got blown out. Miami is a certain type of team. Now, again, when we've seen them against legit defenses this year, I, I don't, so, man, I am really, I'm doing well here. It's a, it, it's, a, it's a weird one. Don't you? Okay, have your fourth drink of the show already. I was trying to throw it to you earlier. You were halfway down that bottle. I mean, what's even in there? Well, I, well, actually, I was glad you asked. Yeah, my drink. The only drink I've ever seen you drink. Have, okay, fine. Anyway, if they pay us. I'm happy to have them pay us. And you can well, either. I don't even need a cut. If you keep interrupting me when I'm doing it, we need oh, Nate here. It's bad. Uh, Nate, hey, Seth. <laughs> Hey, Seth, bad news. Nate's about to join us from an airport. We have not con- tested the connection on. You and I might need to be ready to have our big boy pants on. I'm Let's not sure this. what's going to happen to Nate. It's AES days back well, then. We'll we'll talk about all sorts of stuff. So here's, 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 that too. here's the thing. It wouldn't shock me if the Chiefs defense did some really good things against Miami's offense. Um, one thing that I really like about what people have said is that Miami's offensive success and the times that they've been stymied it's been just as much predicated on the coverage looks they're seeing and forcing when Tua gets forced off that first read, it has not gone super well for them. The problem is he has not forced off that first read much. And when he hits that first read, it's like, oh, look, 
15-yard gain, 20-yard gain, 15-yard gain, 30-yard gain, touchdown. Yeah, And that's their offense. When it's clicking, it is, it's a steamroller. Um, but against the better defenses they faced, it hasn't looked that way. And it, a lot of people think it's pass rush. The problem is that if the ball comes out in two seconds, it doesn't matter what your pass rush is doing. You need that first read covered. And unfortunately for Miami, the Chiefs defense is real good on the back end and really well coached. And I promise you, this is the game. Like we talk all the time, the Chiefs, they are everyone's Super Bowl. They're everyone's biggest game of the year, including Miami, probably one of their biggest games of the year for sure. We all know Tyreek Hill right now is on the phone with Tua be like, dude, you got to target me 20 times. And it's not even because he doesn't like Kansas City. It's just like he, that's just, he's a competitive dude. Fair enough. But the Chiefs have had this game circled too. Like there's not, like I mean, this game, the Eagles game, Bills and Bengals. Those are their, man, they've got a tough schedule down the stretch. But so like this is one game though where I could see if the same issues that they showed on offense this last week are a little bit pervasive and Miami's able to kind of have some fun early on. This is the game I could see getting away from them. Now, blown out, what does that really mean? It's not like they've never been blown out in the Patrick Mahomes era. It's really rare. And blowout in the Patrick Mahomes era is like two touchdowns. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, it's more than seven points. They got destroyed. Like, it's a very different thing. Hey, Des Moines, someone, you know, is going to be watching from there. Sorry, I, I like Des Moines more than most Des Moines. I... Someone earlier, I think, said Dublin. I was like, that's cool, but I'm not going to interrupt Seth for it. Yeah, I'll interrupt myself to shout out Des Moines. It's right on the trip to Kansas City. And so I've stayed in Des Moines multiple times. I know nothing about Des Moines other than West Des Moines has a really nice hotel area that that I've really had good experiences with. So are you going to give that free advertising too? (laughs) Yeah, the entire city of West Des Moines. Yeah, Um, that specific hotel, whatever. I don't know. So like this is the first game where I could see things getting a little bit out of hand, but I think the Chiefs could see that too. This this game, I think, serves as a better litmus test than almost any game they've had so far, who they are as a team. We're halfway through the season. We've had some ebbs and flows with the offense, mostly ebbs. Mostly ebbs, I think. Yeah, yeah, ebbs is the bad one. It feels like it. I don't know that I've ever heard, but like, flow is flow good. seems good. Like, you yeah. know, if you're talking about water, you want I mean, flow. Ebb, back, and flow yeah. forward. Yeah, that's almost always a better thing, you know, depending on what you're doing. So, um... Uh, that that's the one thing that I'm curious about with this game is it's gonna it's one that they've had circled they have to have um thank you Rick Simmons bad vibes on this game dang it Rick some of us are afraid too so we're talking it out um one so it just there's a lot of interesting matchups across the board but the most interesting thing to me is both with the Bills as well as with the Eagles the pass rush got a lot of attention but they forced Tua off that first read. And I'm not saying Tua is a one-read-only quarterback. I don't think he is. I think he's a good quarterback. But their offense is a... It's kind of Shanahan-y in the look we called up worked, and we have dudes that can run a billion miles an hour. That It's it's very similar to that. So if you can clamp down that first read, then suddenly the pass rush matters a whole lot more. And and that's where I'm really interested. This is a great test for the defense that has so far passed every test. Like last week, you can talk about, oh, they gave up 24 points to a mediocre offense. Well, blatant. Yeah, yeah. That's bullpucky. We've talked about it. They don't, they, they carry virtually no blame. The fact that that wasn't like a 40-point blowout 
is because the defense was like, we keep giving you the ball back, guys. Like, what do you, what more do you want from us? And then finally, late Denver scored another couple touchdowns. So that was a lot of thoughts. I have no idea where you want to go there. But I'll listen while I drink this refreshing and sugar-free drink. Go ahead and do that nameless, brandless, sugar-free drink that can uh, contact you on Twitter via DM or whatever and try to set up that that brand deal. Um, there, there are a few things that I want to get into specifically because you, mercifully, thankfully for all of us, did your Patrick Mahomes film review a little early this week so we can talk about it here today, and it's open, and I think unlocked. It is. All right. There's reasons for shut that. Up, shut it's it's, shut it's up. not just a Patrick Mahomes film review. I don't need to hear. I, I don't need to hear. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, and we're going to get to it in a second. Let me do the thing that Tucker asked me to do eight minutes ago. Oh. By the way, Dillier's out. No, it's oh. fine. Just keep ignoring it, and I'll just keep I'll just keep reading it and waiting impatiently, and, and we'll break news. I want to ask about the Mahomes film review and all the things that go into the offense. Here was my segue that I was building up to, Seth, before I was so rudely de- uh, derailed, is that you have your review out early in the Chief in the North newsletter. Unfortunately, it is unlocked for everyone, so you can read it for free, even if you're not subscribed, which you should be, because Seth does great work over there. Uh, but we'll talk about the thing and what the thing is and isn't, how many things there may be. But one player that will not be a part of the Chiefs offense in Germany on Sunday, Seth, is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He was out of practice today with an illness and then just a few minutes ago ruled out for Sunday. Um, Obviously, I think that is hugely impacted by the fact that, again, the the Chiefs may be boarding a plane right now. They may be airborne right now. I'm not sure. Um, I think they're probably in the air, if I had to guess, just based on the timing of everything else today. But uh, I imagine they're taking plenty of practice squad options with them, and they've got two running backs there, Derek Prince. And yeah. uh, Michael P. Ryan, one of them will play in Clyde's stead. But presumably, whatever the illness situation is, hopefully it's not terribly serious, but it's at least unpleasant enough to keep him from getting on that plane. And so Clyde Edwards-Hilaire will not be on the field on Sunday for the Chiefs against the Dolphins. Uh, we'll see who ends up being the third running back. Obviously, expect Pacheco and uh, McKinnon to be number one and number two out of the backfield. Make it, I mean, those two combined could get five or six carries, depending on uh, how Andy Reid calls the game. So, I mean, that's exciting. <laughs> I mean, it just it just depends. Maybe what he'll do instead is call a bunch of uh, you know run replacements that are really you know really being defended well and say, I bet this time it'll work. But you know what? It's not Vance Joseph. Although Vic Fangio did a pretty good job against some of that stuff. Yeah. Um, when he was in Denver as well. Yeah. Funny how um, that works. But uh, no, that's I I really would love to to see Pirine get some carries mm-hmm. just because I personally. Of all the runners they had, other than Pacheco, I mean, in the preseason, Pacheco didn't really play much. I thought he looked a little bit explosive. I thought he, he was running hard. He had a little bit of burst. And that's even including um, Jet McKinnon, who, great pass-protecting running back. Wiley, he's Wiley at this point in his career, I would say. Yeah, he's Wiley. He's not, he doesn't have, Jet is no longer... Jet is more of an, an aeroplane at this point. Yeah, that's um, McCall Hardman, I think, is Jet fully now again. I think he Yeah, gets, that's true. Gets to yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Jarek McKinnon is more a uh, really, really talented crop duster who flew as a pilot in multiple wars. So, I mean, man, you need a guy who can go under. Have you watched a crop duster? Those guys are incredible. They fly underneath power lines that are not too. Am I really like showing my country here? Like, is this like, wow, Seth lives in the sticks? I bet you're playing I bet you're playing the hell out of the Des Moines audience again. I think you I think <laughs> yeah, you own Des Moines today. <laughs> but I mean, no, it's it's actually really cool to watch sometimes because they do it with helicopters too. And it is incredible how low and fast they go. 
So that's, but he's wily. He's in the right spots at the right times, but he's not explosive. And you can see the difference between him and Pacheco when they get the ball on a handoff. He's like a blue angel pilot. Like he's doing like, he can do tricks and stuff, but you're like, he's not necessarily trying to get point A to point B as quickly as he once was like, you know, a jet jet. Um, Yeah, sure. We can leave that analogy there where it belongs somewhere on the ground, far away from the remainder of this show. Um, You know, I, I, what? It's come to my attention. And I'm not sure if Are you going to compare me to your wife again? I'll get there. Um, I mean, probably not right now, but at some point, I mean, that's like, hey, Seth, you going to take another drink of that buy drink? Yes. Yes, I am. That's going to happen. Um, it's been pointed out to me that I communicate almost exclusively through analogies. And I don't know if that's the attorney in me or the pastor in me. I'm pretty sure it's the pastor. Because as an attorney, you are not supposed to, like, mid-legal memorandum of law, like, cite a ton of case law, and then say something like, you know, this reminds me of a time I caught a fish. (laughs) And that fish really wanted to get away, but it needed to not get away. Much like how this defendant... Now, that's the bad analogy. It's much much more pastor, for sure. Definitely. I do think think those are your pastor muscles, for sure. (laughs) <laughs> so anyway oh by the way yes that was the Chiefs playing the Falcons and they did lose uh, for those who asked in the comments I read and those. for those and for those who are listening Seth just pointed to a Chiefs thing in his background that you may have never seen before it's just it's a print of some sort I think back there is Walt yeah it's a, it's one of those um it, it's like a yeah a print that is the correct term isn't it it's like where it's like raised up it's on like a board kind of thing not just a sure. photo in a frame yeah, it's yeah, it could be printed on any number of materials. Even I can't tell what it is from back here, but I can see it. Unlike our listening podcast audience, I'm really looking forward. Why to... are you responding to? I just get it. Here's the thing that confuses me, Seth. I desperately, I'm telegraphing over and over and over again how much I want to talk about your Mahomes film review. Yes, and, sir. And you are taking questions from the public YouTube chat about visual elements in your background. I mean, I've got a lot of bleep on my shelves back here. I could go item by item and talk about, you know, my little stuffed yamper there or my old 2001 Arizona Diamondbacks bobbleheads or uh, some, you know, like fun vinyls or, or I like something. that you've got a hat sideways on a helmet. You I see that, that was my hats on top of helmets. That was my uh, my grandpa's Arizona Diamondbacks hat, but it's too small oh. for my big head. So I was like, well, let's go ahead and display it back there. So I put it on top of the Chiefs helmet that I have there. We just... There's a lot going on, but I'm explaining it to the listening audience. Oh, that makes sense because sure so it's kind of like it's kind of like the difference between being a, a radio play-by-play versus a television play-by-play commentator. Yeah, yeah. Except you know, like like Kevin Harlan's really good at both, but right now you're like if Kevin Harlan was doing TV play-by-play and was like, so you guys can't really see this; it's out of the frame. But over on the sidelines, the guy with the first down marker is picking his nose. Like, well, Kevin, that's a great... Thank you for at least describing. Actually, it would be more like, yeah, what happened on the sidelines is crazy, isn't it? It's both... It, so it's interesting because it's not visual and it's off-topic. That do must you, be... That would be you, bad me. Yeah, it is. Do you... So this is the little... This time out. And Tucker, if you can just... You can just let everybody know that this isn't really a part of the show. This is just like a little sort of sideshow moment. I just don't... Do you and Nate not have sort of the Star Wars trash compactor feeling 
of like, oh, we're 15 minutes into the show and haven't really talked about anything and people are watching live and listening later. Like, you don't feel the crushing pressure of that? I I, I would if I hadn't given tremendous insight already as to the most important part of facing Miami's offense is actually how your coverage unit performs. And that's what you can see with the best defenses that they face. It's not that I'm not aware of it. It's that I've already done it. Well, I'd love to talk about the thing you wrote in the Chiefs of the North newsletter. I'm in chiefsfan.substack.com. I also have some thoughts on the, uh, the the way that the Chiefs have talked about the Dolphins' offense. We can circle back around to later. But uh, you touched on a couple of the, the directions we'll head, in, and hopefully Nate will join at some point. God, I hope Nate joins at some point. Uh, <laughs> but you looked at, you looked at Mahomes' entire uh, entire game against the Broncos, flu-ridden and all, wide receiver questions and all. And you know what? You sent the link again for some reason. I read the whole thing already. But uh, I, I sent it in I the get private to the chat. Bat. I sent it in the private chat because I can't put it in the public chat. And I was going to tell Tucker to do that, but I got distracted by the fact that I'm slowly driving you insane. And I'm slowly sorry for that. You do the best bit this show has, which is Seth reads Seth's own writing, but I would actually like to start by reading Seth's writing today because this sentence is my favorite. This is great analysis, and I think it's going to get the message across. Sometimes the thing isn't the thing, and sometimes the thing is the thing, but there's actually another thing that is also the thing. Seth, your thoughts. Absolutely. Here's the thing with the thing. We tend as fans and analysts to often look for one thing that is the thing. You got to read it like that. You get the it. thing because I, yeah, I capitalize okay, E in now. both. Yeah. It's it's the thing. And we decide that that thing is the thing that we hammer on it and it alone. Why am I talking about things right now? It's because following that debacle against the Broncos, I wrote about the wide receivers and I stand by that. However... That wasn't the thing. There were other things going on Sunday that really hurt the Chiefs. Part of it, again, we talked about this, the uh, the the turnovers. You don't win games when you turn the ball over five times. Sometimes it's really easy to to overcomplicate football. It's like, yo, there's, there's like 10 possessions in a game and you hand it over five of them. Yeah, you're going to lose that game, man. Like that's, uh, that's how it goes. So... Everyone got so caught up in talking about the wide receivers, especially Sky Moore, because we always want to find the thing, the one thing, the Dan Sorensen, the Anthony Hitchens, the Cam Irving, the what? Seth Geyser. Yeah. The Seth. <laughs> Why would you make me laugh when I'm finally on track? Oh, anyway, so we always want to find the thing and the danger of viewing football that way is football is not like that. It is many, many intricate things with the quarterback and coaching being the most important thing, but it's still not the thing. And what ends up happening once you've decided that something is the thing, anytime someone tries to talk about anything else, you start doing, I guess you could kind of call it a version of whataboutism, right? So like if I start saying, hey, Patrick Mahomes struggled on on Sunday, which is what this film review is about because he 100% did. The immediate reaction from someone when they've decided the receivers are the thing or the play calling is the thing, they will say, oh, yeah, yeah, he really struggled until he hit Sky Moore in the end zone with a perfect throw and he dropped it. You're right. That happened. And that was Sky Moore's fault, right? That was bad. Or, you know, he's calling a bunch of, not a bunch of, because they didn't run the ball that much, but calling a bunch of uh, a few, you know, inside outside zone runs rather than any kind of gap or duo when they've shown that's what they're best at. Yes, that's part of the thing too, but that doesn't mean it takes away from everything else. 
And so the the short story here is I, I, I did what I do every week with Patrick Mahomes, charted every snap. And the big thing is one of the things I chart is a stat called um, missed shots. And missed shots are essentially missed open receivers. And I actually have a really extensive conversation in this article too about what an actual missed shot is. Because one mistake that I've seen, because the pendulum always swings back and forth the conversation. Because once some people start saying, you know, Mahomes didn't play that well. Suddenly, I mean, it's every play. Oh, Mahomes shouldn't have handed the ball off to Rice on that, that they're in, you know, close to the end zone. He should have given it to Hardman. No, he shouldn't have. Hardman gets tackled instantly there. The guy tripped Rice. And it, it happens. It was kind of an incidental trip. Although kind of not. He extended his foot. And otherwise, Rice was going to run by him. But who cares? The Chiefs got mollywopped. That play wasn't the difference. So... Mahomes, so so I talk about what's open, what's not. I chart that, and Patrick Mahomes, to utilize last season as an example, in the games I charted, there were about 11 or maybe 12 games that I charted, he averaged 0.8 missed shots a game. And you must might be thinking, wow, Seth, that's not very many. You're absolutely right. It's an incredibly low number. He's gotten lower with it most years as he's played. And last year, he just left no meat on the bone. He, If someone was open within the framework of the progressions, because that's what you got to look at, right? If he throws to a guy who's open on the left side and hasn't progressed to the backside of the play and that guy got open, that's not a missed shot because you don't want your quarterback passing up open players. Well, I wonder if someone else is more open. That's not the way quarterback works in the NFL because you got about three seconds to make a really important decision. That's why, here's an example, um, McCall Hardman, the, the pick to McCall Hardman against the Chargers, and MVS was open on the other side of the field. But that's not a missed shot because Hardman had the leverage. He had the look. He had the coverage he wanted. It was just not a super accurate throw. He probably should have released it a half second sooner. So that's what a missed shot is. I already said 0.8 per game last season. In the 11 games it was, I think it was 11 that I charted, he had nine total. Sunday, he had six. That's a big number. The biggest he's had since the Titans fiasco in 2021. So the short story here is as much as the receivers were problems on some plays, and they were, make no mistake, there were also some plays um, where guys were open, including three of those missed shots. Josh, guess who they were? Well, I was going to ask you to 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 unpack if there was a common thread amongst the receivers who were getting open and weren't getting targets, and uh, what, and also why you think that is. I... I stopped trusting you to interview me correctly somewhere along the line, and I'm not sure when that happened. I don't know. It's been a long time. It, it has been a long time since it's just you and me. We'll get there, man. The magic there. will come back. So, Sky Moore was the missed shot on three of the snaps. Is that you comparing me to your wife again? You telling me that the magic will come back, not no. fully believing it, but hoping it's true? Jazz and I are great. You and I are struggling. I, I, That's I, I, fair. I recognize now, thanks to my marriage, I recognize the look of someone who wants to climb through a webcam and kill me. So... <laughs> <laughs> just no, like, I don't want to climb through the webcam. I want to climb into that chair and just pull the blanket over yeah, me. Yeah, just like, just make it all stop. Um, <laughs> Sky Moore was the missed shot on three three of the missed shots. I've got three for Sky Moore and three for Marquez Valdez-Scantley, both of whom have kind of taken a beating. And again, both of whom have earned it. MVS didn't come back for a, for a throw and allowed for the defender to come back and break it up. Yeah, and Mahomes is sitting there, come back to the ball. And... That's not that's not ideal. Sky Moore is not always where he's supposed to be. Um, Sky Moore dropped a ball he should have caught in the end zone. And, and those are problems that they've had, but also Mahomes missed them a couple times. Once on like a third and four 
play that would have been a shot down the field where the Broncos are blitzing and Mahomes knows that they're blitzing. They're stacking the line of scrimmage and he had MVS over the top for what would have been with a great throw. It's it's a like probably what 65 yard touchdown with an okay throw, maybe still a 65 yard touchdown. A mediocre throw, like a 50-yard gain. A terrible throw, probably still a 30-yard gain. And so it's just worth noting that Mahomes carried some responsibility this game as well. He was hesitant. He 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 was passing up guys at times that I don't think he should have been passing up. And that that is problematic. And you've got to look at the entire picture and stop just looking for the thing because there's multiple things. It's a great piece. Again, you can check it out on the Chief of the North newsletter, mnchiefsfan.substack.com. And it's unmarked and, and free for everybody to check out. So if you want to see the, the clips and all of that, do that. I'm going to ask you to editorialize on one thing here, Seth, and I know you're going to say you don't know, no, because no one knows at this point. I'm not sure the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes know. Uh, and then I hear we've got an intrepid reporter en route to Germany ready to join us on the other side of our break. But the last thing on, on this right now, what is your best guess as to why that is the thing? Um, I, when we talk I, about trust and missed shots and communication and being on the same page and all of that, what do you attribute that to? I I I would go right back to the reason he had five missed shots against Denver a few weeks ago, which I mean, again, he didn't have anything close to that in any game last year. And his other games, by the way, for people that are saying it's been like this all season, he's had three games with no missed shots, one game with three that was in week one, and then I think one with one. So it's not like this has been an all season thing. Against Denver twice, it's been kind of goofy. Um, the trust thing that you brought up, I think that's a big part of it. The problem is they can't seem to um, mesh correctly when Mahomes trusts Sky Moore and when Sky Moore runs a great route against Sertan and creates separation. It's when he does that, Mahomes is like, nah, I'm going to skip him on my reads. Middle of the field's not open. I could look left. And that looks where that, that that appears to be where the logical timing of progressions would be. But he's like, no. And he just moves to, to his right, doesn't even look at him. And then on other snaps, Mahomes will look right at him and even give him a minute. And Moore is just like, oh, was I supposed to be over there? No, I'm bad. I don't understand. And, and again, I'm not trying to be a ding towards Sky Moore because Mahomes made mistakes too. But there's not consistency. And I talked about that on Monday. Consistency is the big thing. If you can't trust a guy to get it right every time, you don't know which snaps he's getting it right. And so you're going to be a little more inclined to overlook him. However, as the quarterback, it's your job to not let that very real, very natural inclination take over because then that results in you missing him when he does do the job. You got to go through it as it's called, regardless of whether he's screwed up five times previously. You got to be willing to go back to him. Otherwise, the coach needs to just take him off the field. And... So that is, Sky Moore does create some separation against man. He can do it. It's just not quite as consistent as you'd like, and that's where you get problematic. So I really think it's the trust thing. And really, Mahomes did play like he had the flu. Like when you watch him, there were a couple throws where I'm like, is he okay? And then, you know, he throws a dot 35 yards in the air to Justin Watson. It's like, what, the ibuprofen kick in? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, you know, when yes. you got the flu, you're just like, Ugh. And you get a good breath of air. Like, right, I'm going upstairs. Yeah, and you yeah, stand I, up and I got five seconds in me here. And then it, it all is downhill. So I, I think you combine those things and you really do have a problem. And, and Andy Reid, I don't think, helped the situation a ton Sunday. It really was every problem we've talked about all year where 
Like when Mahomes playing like a demigod, it doesn't really matter the other things that go wrong, right? Or when Mahomes is only playing decently, which that's a funny thing, by the way. Missing five shots is is bad. He had four happy feet snaps. Those overlapped a lot with his missed shots. But he also had five throws that I charted his franchise throw, created almost 70 yards out of nothing. So he did some really good things too. So being like an okay-ish quarterback or a little better than average quarterback or even beyond average quarterback, if the rest of the offense is clicking fine, they still put up 30 in that situation. But when both happen at one time, or even if you have both those things happen and Andy Reid is like really in his bag, you're still going to put up 30. But all those things happened at one time, and it was less than ideal. And, and look, hey, if Patrick Mahomes needs advice on how to handle having a teammate who screws up five times in a row and knowing you got to go back to him again for the sixth time, he could just call me. Let's yep. take a break, and then uh, Real Professional Journalist Nate Taylor will join us live from an airport. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you look forward to the holidays? Maybe you struggle with the seasonal blues as days start to get colder and shorter here in Kansas City. And this time of year can be a lot, and it's natural to feel some sadness or some anxiety about it. But I think something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all of the stress and change. Something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded, and to give you the tools to manage everything that's going on. It's a helpful learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries that empowers you to be the best version of yourself as well. And it isn't just for people who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash KCSN to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash KCSN. It's not a bird. It's not a plane. It's the most revolutionary ball trimmer the world has ever seen. Gentlemen, our friends at Manscaped have been working day and night to bring you a blow-the-waist grooming experience like none other with their brand new Performance Package 5.0 Ultra. Featuring the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. We're talking about a next generation trimmer with interchangeable blade heads for whatever shade your mind can imagine. Upgrade your grooming game to the Ultra Sphere this year by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with code KCSN. High tech for low places with Manscaped. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Nate, it looks it looks like you're in HD. It looks like there's a decent internet connection. I can see your mic on a little mic stand. Uh, yep. and planes over your shoulder. How you doing, sir? I'm I'm doing excellent. Uh, happy to be here. I got about I don't know maybe 30 minutes before I have to start figuring out where do I have to go. Where where am I boarding? Where am I flying to? Um, but no, it's it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Uh, that was the man. That was the that was a year of a man who is about to hop on an international flight. And uh, oh, and Tucker says, "Just wait till the loudspeaker comes on." Perfect. That'll be oh, that's incredible. Be oh, guys. Okay, good. Guys. I can't wait. Yeah, we could be going to Istanbul. We could be going to Tokyo. Okay. Uh, you know, anyone want to go to Barcelona? I mean, just... I loved Barcelona. I would love to go back to Barcelona. Who knows what the what the next intercom is going to take us? But um. But yeah, uh, I'm super excited for this trip, and the idea that the Chiefs are—oh, that's too low. Oh, I thought he was gonna go. Um, the fact that the Chiefs <laughs> just finished practice, like maybe an hour ago, and are essentially gonna do a very similar thing, which is um, binge watch a lot of TV shows and/or movies, um, and hope to get a decent amount of sleep. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna eat a lot, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna eat a lot. <laughs> I'm excited for the food reports. Uh, when along the way, tweet them out. Text just text me what you're eating. Just text, text yeah, pictures. Sure. Talk about them on Monday, whatever. Uh, although maybe not on Monday. We can figure out your <laughs> travel back schedule later. I'm not too worried about it. Uh, but Nate, we just kind of finished talking about Seth's piece. Um, about I heard. film review, the receivers, and all of that. So we kind of worked through that some. Um, before we sh- completely shift gears, I-, I know we all want to talk about the defense a little more, and, and Seth yeah. kind of gave a-, a little teaser for that at the top end, but is there anything for for from your eyes today, and I don't even know if you heard pressers today, um, nope. Matt Nagy talked about, he talked about receiver consistency a little bit, and, and whatever, Matt Nagy's not, Matt Nagy's not the press conference star that Steve Spagnuolo is, and Matt oh, of course. sharing any yeah. uh, state secrets there, but Anything on the offensive side that you are specifically looking for uh, to try to pay off on our uh, YouTube title today about how we're going to explain what the Chiefs' offense can exploit in that Miami Dolphins defense? Uh, not just screens. Screens to the tight end. How many times can they put Travis Kelsey in a bunch formation or an isolated look where he can start one play uh, at a certain point in the formation and then obviously have blockers in front of him? Uh, if you watch the Philadelphia Eagles... They used Dallas Goddard, excuse me, in a similar capacity. And it worked to a very good degree. Now, what's interesting to me is I just wrote about Travis Kelsey and the idea of his improvisational routes. And, of course, one of the routes that he did last year that was so great in man-to-man covers was against Jalen Ramsey. This is yeah. Jalen Ramsey's second game back, this time with the new team of the Miami Dolphins. So really interested to see where the Dolphins put their coverage with Travis Kelsey, but to ensure that he gets the ball, uh, quick passes to the tight end, those exotic-looking screens where all of a sudden Travis Kelsey has the ball in the middle of the field with like maybe two blockers in front of him. I'm just saying I'd be happy to see it, uh, be interested to see it. And then, of course, um, are the Dolphins going to blitz? Hmm. I would tell them not to. We've tried. Uh, We've tried to tell teams this. Yeah, I, I never listen. Not to, um, but this does, and I know you guys alluded to it to some degree. This does really put the onus on, hey, 
you might want to hand the ball off to Isaiah Pacheco on second down. You just might want to do it. I don't care what the scenario is, but. Oh, yeah. He does not agree. As long as Madrid, that's not light. Madrid, okay, you're good. Madrid. Um. Yeah, I oh oh the uh, I mean of course, what looks better in Germany than a majestic white horse on a sandy beach, <laughs> on a soccer pitch in Germany? So yeah, <laughs> you know who's to say? A great call, Nate Dog. Um, but but what I was alluding that to was Nate responding to a YouTube comment and not to himself in the third person that's calling right. himself Nate Dog, which would have uh, been so audio. much funnier. Oh, oh, that's so good. Okay, uh, so but no, like it's. It's fascinating that, like, they're probably going to see a decent amount of light boxes, which means you should probably try to run the ball. Um, also, in short yardage situations, I know the Chiefs are not the Eagles, but you should still try to lean on your running back on short yardage situations because that's also where the Eagles exploited the Dolphins quite a bit um, on defense. It felt like that was an obvious miss in the Broncos game where they were running the ball pretty successfully just pretty much never actually doing it. Um, Seth, anything else on the offensive side before we shift gears to what I think, even though the Chiefs offense has had the problems this year, it makes Chiefs defense versus Dolphins offense, I think, the more intriguing matchup of the day. That's, of course, also with, with help from Tyreek Hill. But what do you think, Seth? Um, in terms of the offense, one thing I would note with the run game, Tuck, hold on real quick. Hey, Tucker, can you mute Nate's mic from your side just when, like, when, okay, no, and Nate's got, okay, Nate's toggling it. We got, we got mute toggles. We're good. This is fine. It's um, not that bad, Nate. It's coming through. It's actually not that bad. But it happening while Seth was talking was disorienting. Just for your yep. own. Madrid, Madrid, last call. I felt like I was in a contest with someone. It's like, no, I can talk louder than you, buddy. I don't even. Final board, Mr. Taylor, where are you? Mr. Taylor, final board. It's the worst feeling I think I've maybe experienced in my entire life is Paging Joshua Briscoe, flight leaving. It was a whole thing. Yeah. Bad no, time. missing a flight is just one of the most frustrating things. Um, and that's that's me from, like, Orlando to Minneapolis. There's probably another flight coming up. Like, whereas for you, it's like, well, I could fly in on Sunday, but that seems <laughs> unlikely. Um, so the, the only thing with the offense, one thing that I do want people to think about, the uh, total stats for the run game look pretty good against the Broncos. It's worth noting, you know, Pacheco had one big run yep. and didn't have a ton of success. He, he had some, like, you know, like even when he was getting hit, like right at the line scrimmage a little before, falling forward three or four yards, that gets you to some places that you need to be. Um, it just is a matter of how they do it. The, this continual stretching sideline to sideline stuff, even with Pacheco, who's more explosive, that relies more on Taylor or, or Smith who are not particularly gifted run blockers. It's funny to me that, that Smith isn't a gifted run blocker because he is all upper body and he is strong as an ox. But he just, his feet betray him quite frequently. And in the run game that shows up where he is like ready to light a guy up and then they manage to get, and he's like, oh no. And it just, it's less than ideal. So that really is the only other idea of that to me. Like that the, the run game, it it's not like a, it's not a, a, all you know if they just run the ball more they they do need to run the ball more in specific situations and utilize that interior line specifically trey and creed to kind of try to get some some traction there um but no other than that i I would love to see them move more towards that and a little less towards the well these are the plays we use as our run game replacements 
Because Vance Joseph and Vic Fangio in the past, they know that Andy does that. And they are very ready for, oh, you're going to throw this ball. Like, you know, you know you're going to try to jet sweep side to side, that kind of stuff. Now, I do like, though, the, the bunch formation screen stuff. Because I really think a bunch formation with Travis Kelsey, Noah Gray, and Rasheed Rice. I love that so much. Yep. Now, because that is... I just want to see, and and I don't know why he annoys me so much, but I don't think I'm alone. I want to see Rasheed Rice run through Eli Apple's chest. <laughs> like, I just, I want to see it, man. I just, I've never seen some, I don't know why he, well, oh, Nate's listening. He's getting ready to go. And it's going it to be, it's going to be so much louder when I take my headphones off. It's <laughs> 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 loud. So, like, Shout out, I, shout out to JFK. They was like, no, you will make your flight because we will scream at you. Yeah, you have, yeah, you have no idea. They're going to start sending you like those alert texts, like, Beep, your flight is laboring. Um, So that is one thing. I love the the Chiefs do a good job with some of those bunch formation kind of tunnel screen type things. And I think Rasheed Rice is a great guy to get that ball. Um, And let's, let's see how they tackle on the perimeter because that's a great thing. Kelsey, Gray, and Rice are all three guys. Who have the physicality to block? Rice is uh, working on his technique blocking. He's got the willingness. <laughs> he just overrun. He he's he's almost too willing to block at this point so because he just runs right past it um, at times. But but Gray and Kelsey are both good with the ball in their hands. They both can block really well. You know, gets you got secondary players out there. So I, I would love to see a bunch of those. I want to see an actual like this is the Rishi Rice game. I want to see a 10-target game. I want to see them like, you know what? We're, we haven't been attacking the middle of the field. We're going to have you run about 19 digs in this game. And so that that's my final thoughts on the offense. And I, I do agree the juicier matchup is is the Chiefs defense versus that, that Dolphins offense, which has looked either unstoppable or really mid. It's been unstoppable in like five or six games and then really mid. Are the kids still saying mid? Yeah, it's the it's I was I I am on the metaphor on the ground because you just like ran the word mid into a conversation in a way that I think is accurate. My it, son, ah. my son, my son said the Lions uniforms on Monday night were sus. <laughs> He's completely right. They absolutely were. It is so funny. Oh, by the way, Lucas says hi to Hayden. By the way, oh, okay. I don't John play the message. Yeah. So any, but I just. The, with the Miami, currently I'm closer to Hayden than Nate is. If we're, I mean, just oh yeah, you speaking. could you could run over there and say hi. Um, <laughs> you know, the, they were learning how to be ninjas together the, the last time we all got together, and it was adorable and awesome. It really was. Also, the door will not reopen. <laughs> that is, I I think I, every amount of times I've heard that today is well, they I want you to measure. know, yeah, because the number of times they've had someone because I've been that guy when you are standing there looking at your airplane, watching as they bring, watching helplessly as they bring your luggage to that airplane and knowing <laughs> that that luggage will get on the airplane and your body will not. That is one of the most infuriating feelings where you're like, the plane's right there. Let me on the plane. It's right there. Like, we can't open the door. I'm like, you're telling me you physically can't open that door? You're You're telling me what? What did the Hulk seal it shut? Did you like? But oh. you, you guys united. Let Macaulay Culkin on the plane without a single parental guardian in 
psyched. What were you guys thinking? I understand that was a I know that I know it was a, but I know that was a movie. I'm on it. But you you can't open this door. Is it a magical latch? Do you need to with a morning friend? You need to speak friend in Elvish to enter. Like I I, I that and, and I'm sure it's probably a legality and there's rules. But man, that's a tough feeling. Sorry, I had to get that out there. I heard someone's gonna take care of you tonight. Are you gonna get on? I'm the partial. That said, between twenty in the next twenty minutes. Okay. Next twenty minutes. It's not. It's not my flight. Oh, this is all flight fan. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for Frank. Like the first Frankford. Yeah. Uh, announcement. It is not. Got to... Okay. Good. Uh, well, then we have time to all talk about the defense together. Then. Uh, so Seth uh, briefly mentioned this at the beginning, and I will just tell you, Charles Minnie has talked about this. Drew Tranquil has talked about this. Steve Spagnuolo has talked about this. When you say they go from unstoppable to mid, Seth, um, the thing that all of them have talked about without diet, without, without uh, uh, disguising it in any way whatsoever, is rhythm and timing. Every one of those guys has talked about that at length, at least one of those specific words, and I think most of them have used both. Charles Minahu talking about how if you can get them out of that rhythm, that's when things start to break down for them as an offense. Uh, Spags today talking about how Miami likes to run a lot of play-action passes that, that the guys up front have to kind of respect the run and then buy a little bit more time for Tua to stay in the timing, in the rhythm of it all. Disrupting that seems to be like their top priority. Uh, but Seth, as you touched on at the very beginning, that doesn't just mean disrupting it with pass rush, because if your little play action buys you just the second of hesitation that you're able to get to your first read, well, that wasn't very disruptive, even though you, you got there. Uh, Nate, what are you thinking right now in terms of how the Chiefs do play? On how the Chiefs plan to disrupt uh, the Dolphins' offense, much like that speaker has disrupted this show. The timing and rhythm of this show has been off. Nate, answer the question this moment. Answer the question. Uh, we are going to now be boarding uh, to, from Minnesota to Mexico in 500 hours. I need everyone to understand it is time to get on their flight from Minnesota to Mexico. It, it, it's, it's incredible. I tried. I'm trying to try to control the mutes, the levels. I'm sorry, Tucker. Oh, it's tough, man. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, uh, who was it in the comments here? Uh, guys, I'm, I'm in New York. I'm not in Atlanta. Atlanta would be um, a different audio flavor. I'll tell you that. Um, but it's with that said, I don't think Steve Spagnuolo. I want him to blitz. In fact. I need him to blitz for maximum entertainment value. That I would recommend him not blitzing because if there's one player to put the entire defensive game plan on, this is the Chris Jones game. This is the Chris Jones you have to make to a Tonga by Aloha a little afraid. Um, obviously, we don't want Tua to get concussed because that was last year and it awful but if you could sack him four times that will probably help your team towards winning um i don't think they should blitz um there's been multiple conversations i'm sure in the in the in the chiefs building which they are leaving um do you put luxurious need on tyree kill to get the more physical part of it down or do you put trick mcduffie because he's your 
best pure corner, or do you leave him for Jalen Waddle? I don't care what they do. The best way to prevent Tyreek Hill from catching a ball over your head is to um is to get consistent pressure. And so Mike Dana, George Karloftis, Charles Abinahue, and Chris Jones, the game on that side of the ball, I believe, is in their hands. No matter how good the Chiefs secondary has been this year, not only do you have to disrupt timing, but you actually this is one of those games where it's like I think this will say more about the Chiefs defensive line than it will say about their secondary. How no matter how they what do you think, Seth? You kind of alluded earlier to what you're looking for from the secondary. Obviously, again, Tranquil talked about this. Everyone has discussed the fact that it is going to have to be a, a you know full unit effort, I suppose, in terms of the pass rush and the coverage. And I should mention, Willie Gay was limited in practice today, but did participate on some level, as did Jarek McKinnon. I mentioned earlier that Clyde is out for this game with an illness. But do you have a, a matchup that you like, Seth, in terms of what you try to do coverage-wise to deal with Tyreek Hill, or are you also kind of going back to the, the pass rush and, and what they can make happen? I think one of the uh <clears throat> I think one of the mistakes that teams have made against Miami, and I'm gonna speak in really <coughs> anyway. Believe it or not, Seth, you were the only one without your mic muted during that big cough you had there. <laughs> oh, should I have muted that? Anyway, no, I, I don't need you trying to toggle your mute button. It was just funny that like, I could tell Nate had muted to listen to an announcement. I had muted. I had a little tick. Last call from Madrid. Who wants to, who <laughs> wants to get on the play? Yeah, <laughs> someone, you does anyone want to come to Madrid? What's your problem with Madrid, New York? What is your deal? Will anyone come to Madrid? We've got an empty plane. That's basically what my guy was saying. Like, <laughs> I know, that's just... For the love of God, are all of you late? Get it together. Nate, Sorry. Will you go will you go ask will you go ask them if they'll open the door after it's been shut? You should. Hey, hey, hey. I kinda wanted to get on this plane. And you open the door. <laughs> the hey, look, look. Man, the line at the line at Shake Shack was a little long. You, you, you see what I'm saying? You see yeah. what I'm saying? I like I haven't I, been I, to Panda I, Express in months and oh. there was a line and I need my orange chicken. Like Dude. I, um, did I do Jamba Juice today? You're deep <laughs> right, I did. <laughs> Man, airport food, honestly, I, I can't hate on it. Um, So I, I was going to say, one mistake before I started to, you know, chortle or whatever it was I was doing. I, uh, and that's, I'm telling you, man, 36 and up, just things start happening to you. So <laughs> yeah, uh, the standard thing is like beginning to use the word chortle. <laughs> And that, and use it incorrectly at that. Um, so, <laughs> one mistake I think teams have made in defending the Dolphins is they're trying to avoid explosive plays. And so, what they've done is they tried to like you know have this shell coverage, like have quarters or whatever, and back it way off the line of scrimmage. The thing is, McDaniel's sharp. He understands that teams are going to play them like that, trying to have this shell over the top. And so what he's done is where they've really attacked a ton, yes, they've gotten some deep balls. That's going to happen when, when you've got Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill. They've got a ton of speed. You're going to get those those 50-yard bombs. They're going to happen. But where they kill teams, kill them, is that 12 to 20-yard zone where if you can't stop that, when that's the first read and you are not stopping whatever it is, you know, some, some version of a drag or a, some version of a dig, some version of a slap, whatever, that's where that's where suddenly, oh, Tyreek Hill has the ball 20 yards down the field and is in space. Jalen Waddles in space. These guys, I mean, they're so fast. 
they, they, they're freakishly fast, probably just as fast as the 2018, 2019 Chiefs offenses were. It, it's freakish. And teams in trying to take away the explosive play were allowing some stuff underneath and, and in the intermediate range that was allowing for those explosive plays. And I think that's one thing you, you're probably going to get got over the top once or twice. But you have got to count on your defense. That That's where the defensive front comes in. Can you prevent that second move, that double move, that over the top with your pass rush and then clamp down with your secondary on that first read? That That's where the, the symbiotic nature of it comes into play. Nate, do you think that they are going to be able to pull that off? We'll, we'll get official predictions here in a second, but the Chiefs, the Chiefs defense has been its best unit all year. Yep. The Dolphins have, it's not that they put up 40 every week. They, they have Correct. had rough performances against good teams. And that's kind of part of the storyline from the Dolphins side is like, Hey, beat a good team, would you? And, and we'll find out, but where do you kind of put your chips on that? If they are able to, uh, to pull that, that kind of thing off. So I do get the sense that if the chiefs are going to blitz, it might come on short yardage situations or in the red zone. Uh, to some degree, where you have a little bit of a, a condensed space, you would think to operate from the offensive standpoint. Um, if they get pressure on Tua, he has been um, susceptible to the occasional turnover. Um, so they're going to have to get um, not just pressure and sacks, but they're going to have to get a turnover or two to make a to make a um, a real dent in this game. Um, I just don't know who on earth is going to block Chris Jones if he's healthy if he's as productive as possible against that interior offensive line. It's not good. They have uh, capable tackles, um, and so they have gotten better at protecting Tua in terms of his blind side and obviously where an overload blitz may come. Um, but tackling in the open field, you cannot stress that enough. And if they get you once, they can't get you twice. The reason why teams like the Panthers or the Patriots or, you know, the, the, like the Broncos mostly got ran over, but those teams gave up explosive plays. Team like that. Oh, you might want to go to Tampa. I'd rather go to Barcelona yeah. if I'm being honest. Oh man. Am I going to miss you in the Tampa area again? Yeah. I only um, schedule my Tampa trips after I know you're not going to be there. All right, I guess I'll just have to have dinner at your parents' house without you there. I'm honestly at this point. I don't think getting, getting work done. My goodness. <laughs> I don't think I don't think either of you can hurt me, Seth, at this point. Like that's true. Cinnabon yeah, putting putting there's not a leak here right now. Space on my notes. Cinnabon's having elite highlight footage right now. There's nothing, nothing is, nothing's quite as special as an airport Cinnabon. It really is just like a special little treat. I, if I'm able to say this above, would, would you tell that woman to calm down and uh, let me, oh, Sorry, one I'm... thing that's, <laughs> one thing that's worth noting with the Dolphins offense, because uh, Nate made a really good point, the Broncos largely like got run over. Some of, a lot of that was literal because the one difference with the Dolphins this year versus last year is their, their run game has been significantly better. And if they can run for seven, eight yards of pop on you all day, they'll do it. Um, and that's interesting. You know, people forget about that. I mean, McDaniels does come from the Shanahan tree where that really varied run game is a huge part of it. Now, without Armstead and with their their offensive line depleted, it's not as dangerous. 
But I think Armstead is is tracking to play right now. Also, oh, is he sweet? Last Dang I think look into it. I think I think their center and Armstead are both tracking to play as a brain. Oh, okay, good. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I'm I'm glad I learned that. So that is one thing that the, I my guess is they're probably going to test the Chiefs' run defense first because mm-hmm. the run defense hasn't been particularly good. Bolton's out; he's a big part of that. So Willie Gay being healthy is going to matter because if you can line up Chanel, Tranquil, and Gay, you're fine with run defense and better than fine, really. If you can't, because Tranquil's a sideline to sideline guy, but he's not a freight train like Willie Gay Jr. is. And Chanel is sort of, he's not a sideline to sideline guy. He's a to the sideline guy. You don't want him running, you know, turning, changing direction, but he, he can run someone down. So that, that actually I think is an understated aspect of this game is the Chiefs kind of run defense against a team that's shown they're willing to, okay, you want us to run 15 times in this drive and score? Sure. We'll do it. Right. And you can't get to a true pass rushing situation if you can't win on first or second down. So um, yep. Yeah, it's just it's it's gonna be really really cool because, you know, Mike Dana can have a really impressive game. George Karloftis could be a, a, a legitimate factor towards winning. Um, and of course, you know, them having the ability to have two games now to really understand when they want to weaponize the Charles and Minihue Chris Jones tandeling. Like it, it, you know, this has. This is a really good game where because the Dolphins get the ball out so fast, they don't give up a ton of sacks unless you get pressure consistently. Um, yep. And for the Chiefs, you know, the Dolphins are one of the better teams at generating pressure. But if we believe that Patrick Mahomes is healthy, he's one of the best quarterbacks at a loading sacks, which is something that Tua Tagovailoa struggles with when he does not have time to get the ball out or when the Dolphins' offense is not a rhythm. Um, it's a it's a game that it's it, here we go. Was that a Nathaniel or a Daniel? I think it's Daniel. Okay. Um, well, but Daniel's also be on a plane to Madrid right now. <laughs> uh, you could because this game is being played in Germany because one team stayed the entire week and the Chiefs like myself, are flying out tonight. You can tell me any possible outcome, and I, I, I might I might choose to believe it. The Chiefs could blow out the Dolphins. The Chiefs could, you know, get down and come back. The Chiefs could get down and get blown out. Like, I don't think that'll happen, but this game in the middle of the year with these circumstances and, of course, us realizing that they're both good teams, um, I get the sense that it's hard to trust what your eyes have seen because the further we get away from this game, you're gonna you're gonna realize that like they played this game in early November in another country on the other side of the planet. <laughs> like there's no other there's just no other game liking up each other's <laughs> And the last thing that I wanna say to anger all Chiefs fans is guys have done research. I know Peter King has written about it, which you should always read what Peter King writes. Um, obviously, he's one of the best. I'm going to just say it so that I'm going to just be more blunt with it. The Chiefs chose this. Peter King laid it out pretty well. I've got some of my own reporting that is going to be in the athletics tomorrow. 
essence, the Chiefs chose this. They didn't want you to boo Tyreek Hill. That is what they've chosen. And I kind of told Josh and Seth this. We were at uh, Clint's house a couple weekends ago, and I've only learned more details. And so the Chiefs had a chance to say, hey, you want the Dolphins or you want the Lions? The league chose the league. The NFL chose the Lions on opening night. Nate's doing air quotes for our listening audience. <laughs> uh, air quotes. But he could have chosen the Dolphins. If the home team preferred said matchup. Uh, I told the guys that, and Peter King wrote this, but I told, obviously, Josh had said this um, a while ago alongside Clint, was that, hey, they wanted the Bears to be the, they wanted the Bears to be a legitimate home game. They felt that, that was super duper important for a number of reasons, because that game was going to be a sellout regardless. Uh, if the Bears were good or not, Chiefs, can't see Chicago. It just makes a lot of sense. Um, there's a chance that the Bears were comfortable with this because they could potentially play an international game next season. So, the Bears are kind of a part of a factor in all of this because they have a little bit of say, just like the Chiefs understood last year that they weren't going to go to Germany because that game was going to Tom Brady and the Buccaneers so that, okay, we're on the schedule next year, just hasn't been announced yet. So the Bears kind of play a role in this, but not the one that I think some Chiefs fans may have anticipated. Um, <clears throat> you're not going to do a divisional game. Chiefs know that uh, the league wants uh, Chiefs Bengals, Chiefs uh, Bills, Chiefs Eagles to be in Arrowhead Stadium uh, for a competitive home advantage. The Chiefs obviously want that. So. I mean, we could play them in Germany. That's cool. They cool with it? So don't blame anybody. Don't blame... I guess what I'm trying to say is don't blame the league. The Chiefs did this to you. And, you know, if Tyreek Hill scores two touchdowns and the Dolphins win, at least he didn't do it in your face. He did it half a, half a world away. You know, because Clark Hunt is about that business. And, uh, you know, they, they, the league, the league chose the Lions. The Chiefs chose to play an international game. And together, they landed on the Dolphins being the easiest solution to a um, really complex and very, very unique schedule for the Chiefs this season. Perhaps they're. I, I'm writing basically that this this is the most unique schedule that Chiefs have ever had in their 64 year history, and one of the most interesting factors is their most anticipated home game was export to freaking Germany because the Chiefs were like, "We're good, we're good. We're gonna take the Chicago Bears over the first game that features Tyreek Hill in another uniform." Really annoys me. It's really annoyed me the whole time. It, it feels like a real weak way for the Chiefs to go about it. Honestly, like that, this game at Arrowhead would have been better for fans. This game at yes. Arrowhead probably would have been a primetime game. 
the very least, your game of the week, 325. Could have started the season, Josh. Could have started the season. And that would have been wild. And if, and whenever, however many moving parts there would have been. Also, if you want to have your banner drop against the NFC team, but you're playing the Lions in Germany, congratulations. Travis Kelsey hurt his knee before the Bears game in week one, and the Chiefs start 1-0 anyway. Like, that's super-duper butterfly effect revisionist or whatever, but it, it never sat well with me as as we got more and more information about how this all played out. The Chiefs were like, yeah, we can we can send Tyreek Hill to Germany instead of playing him at Arrowhead. Um that's you know I think it's again, I think it's bad for codes and good for the business as you say. Is it is it is it that the Chiefs don't want Chiefs fans to boot Tyree Kill or are they low key at least a little concerned that they don't want Tyree Kill to put up two twenty five and three in front what of would the Arrowhead? There's no way they would be worried about that. Oh, hey, guys, that's, hey, guys, that, that's what, no, no, it's that. It's not what Nate said. It's what Seth, it's that. It's, oh, I'm sorry, you're being sarcastic and pretending you didn't know. Oh, God, I'm sorry. It's just kind of weak. It's kind of soft. It's like, it's a little even, soft and it's bad for your home fans. Sorry. Even these, even these lovely flight attendants who are looking at me know that that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, can I curse? Wow, that, that came out. Oh, yeah. This, uh, are you kidding me? You, yeah, you think, you think you're going to get a call from BJ Kissel telling you to keep your mouth clean? <laughs> I'm sorry, kids. <laughs> I'm sorry, parents. I've been there. I'm so sorry. You're way more likely to hear about it from Seth than you are from anybody else at KCSN. You know that. Uh, Everyone in the comments was offended. I can. Yeah, I, I bet. Oh, I don't say anything, people in the comments. That's <laughs> weird. It's just a bunch of it's a bunch of uh, emojis of clutching pearls. I didn't even know that was an emoji. That's amazing. Yeah. Why people are swooning. Why would we want Tracy? Why would we want? Uh... It's not Michelle. <laughs> it ain't Michelle anymore. Not who's Michelle anymore. Who's in VCs? I let report. I don't remember, man. Don't make me it's remember not, who's right, on staffs and things. Maybe it's, all right. We don't want Arissa Thompson to talk to Tyree Kill after he scored four touchdowns against us in our own stadium. Or Tracy Wilson. And and here's the deal. He might not. He might. I, I think fans tend to attach more importance to that than players often do. Yeah. I think because Hill has made it so clear. That it matters to him. And honestly, I don't really... This is mean. I, it's not like... I mean, it's not like he's a friend of mine or yours. Like, who cares whether it would make him happy? Like, what? That is such an interesting thing to me. It's like, I understand he he was traded. He said a few things that were kind of just clearly for attention. He's told eight different versions of the reason why he left Kansas City. You know, now it's, oh, I never wanted to leave. We were just leveraging. Look, man. It's fine. You're getting your podcast off the ground. Do your thing. Um, my I, mean, is, I don't think he's been lying about anything. I just, I just think it's been as hard to hold on to the truth as it is to cover Tyreek Hill. If you are Tyreek Hill, yeah, it's, it's like, just ah. everything's just all kind of. It's all very. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. And, <laughs> and the, the the reality is, it doesn't matter to me if it matters to Tyreek Hill. At the end of the day, what matters to me is the Chiefs kind of fumbled the the bag a little bit with with a little start. One. That's right. Oh, there it is. Um, they kind of fumbled the bag a little bit with the uh, with, with the with the one seed because in theory they could have been coming into this week being able to say eh, house money. I mean they they could have said that although that would have given the Dolphins a head to head so it might have mattered anyway. But like they could have had a little more house money on it. But then you fumble the bag against the Broncos and that matters to me a lot more. Like the one seed in the AFC, it is so valuable and we I mean, we've pounded this in year after year after year. 
getting that one seed matters. It just, it's it's a free win. A bye week is a free win. Don't think of it as a week you don't play. Think of it as a free win. 100% guaranteed win. The only time that's ever happened was in 2021 when they played the Steelers in the divisional round. Um, we're not, not in the wild card. That wild was the funniest. Su- that super wild card round. Yeah, the super wild card round, which to be fair, that's the game I went to with my dad. I'm glad that it happened. It was incredible. Um, you know, but it was like, it would have been in Germany just in case the chiefs would have lost. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you, you don't want to disappoint your fans by doing things. You know what? By, by giving, by giving your season ticket holders chiefs bears instead of chiefs yeah. dolphins. No, I, I'm, that I, we're worried that we might become embarrassed and by the product on the field. If we don't get Chiefs Bears, do we get Taylor Swift? One of the greatest butterfly questions of all time. I think she would have shown up for Chiefs Dolphins if I had to guess. I think she would have probably preferred it. <laughs> and so I do, really want, guy. Yeah, I do want I do, I do to address one football-related thing that I've seen in the comments a few times I've seen on Twitter. A lot of people are talking about they want to see Sneed and McDuffie be really physical with Tyree Kill at the line of scrimmage. No, you don't. Not overall. Yeah. Here's the deal. Tyreek Hill has had people saying that they are going to press him for like the last five years. And he's awesome at avoiding it. He's, he's so quick. Now, because that's the thing, like with Sneed, when Sneed lands those really aggressive, I mean, he, and there were a few snaps against Wilson and the Jets where he like shoved him like four yards backward. And then what well, the thing is, if you keep them at the line of scrimmage, they can't go anywhere and you can keep your hands on them. And it's like you're blocking them as opposed to defending them. He had a couple of those against Wilson. And it was hilarious. Generally speaking, you don't really want that with Hill because it's oh, sorry. See, yeah, I'm killing dreams in the comments because it's it's risky. You're risking giving him that window for a quick throw in the intermediate portion. So you're a little bit better off giving him a bit of space and waiting. So that that, that that's just something that's worth noting. There is no Red Hood Chief in the comments says this well. There's no good answer for Hill. He really is borderline uncoverable unless you do it as a team. Like, And that's where I think Spags and his ridiculously versatile coverages and disguises are going to become really important. Um, and, and it's going to matter how this game is officiated um, because if you're able to grab on a little bit, that matters. That affect that could affect Hill when, when games are called that way. But you don't know what might happen there. Nate, I'm right. really worried about you missing your flight. Can you give us your prediction yep. and leave? I was just about to say that. Okay, good. I saw the anxiety. Uh, no, it's just like, are People are moving. You got to. You're on an yeah, international yeah, yeah. flight in ten minutes or whenever. I just think you should. No, not, it's not ten minutes. But I do. Okay. What was that? Leonard Nicholas. Oh, okay. Well, that's as far as that's not. Leonard Nicholas, will you get to the gate, man? Please approach the podium. I need to see that passport one more time. That that always would make me. That always makes me like be. I'm in trouble or something. It's like we need to see you at the podium. I'm like, why? Why is there a gentleman from TSA there? Like, what? Uh, what? What are we doing? Are you Seth Chizer? Depends on who's asking. What are you? I, I really hope people understand how chaotically brilliant this podcast is. Well, I, I agree just, with at least one of those. Adjectives. I just I just want you guys to know that you are appreciative. 
we try, even when it doesn't go the way we anticipate. Um, Chiefs 31, Dolphins 30. Woo! Okay, Nate, you're free to go or Seth. You can just say a score and I can say a score. We can be back on Monday, man. I don't I got mine written. I have a score written down. I don't have I don't have teams written by either of them. Chiefs. Chiefs 27. Dolphins 24. I, I have some faith in this defense. I just starts to get right a little bit. Also, I'm not gonna be watching live, so maybe that'll help. I'm teaching Sunday school. Yeah, that no, you're right, man. I mean, how, that happens less often than. Then we have company. Drink. Then we have company coming over afterwards. Actually, I don't. I didn't plan my day well. With, get get a grip on your household, Seth. Get a grip on your life. Uh, I've had the score written down for a while to see if it feels right, and uh, it says twenty three twenty one. The question that I have now is who's on either side? Twenty three twenty one. Chiefs by two. I think three touchdowns for the Dolphins. And uh, I, I want to be known as the person who has even more faith in the Chiefs defense than either of these two jokers. So uh, that's the brand I'm building, I guess, which is that I trust Steve Spagnuolo with my life. And I trust Nate Taylor with an ability to get us out of here while also getting his bags and getting to Frankfurt. Nate, yeah, do it as you're walking to the plane. <laughs> I, I wish I could bring you guys uh, along the boarding process. But no, um, the, the Chiefs have not lost consecutive games since the early part of the 2021 season. So when they lose... They usually come back and win. Hold that to your bosom for as long as you can. Um, obviously, knowing that Tyreek Hill was not on the field for one of those games after the Chiefs lost. Um, but hey, you know, it's a uh, it's gonna be just fine. They're just gonna be on the other side of the world, you know, just trying to make some Germans happy. And when you when you when you put it in that context, you can't get mad. We're just trying to make some Germans happy. Because when they get upset, I mean, I mean, you knew that's where I was headed. Obviously, it's tongue-in-cheek. Uh, but hold it, hold them to your bosom and don't cross the seal. What you doing, girl? <laughs> board? I can't. You can't board the plane if you cross the seal. I don't have like Kate. You're the Kate. They just want to watch some football, okay? And we just happen to give them the greatest international game of all time. <laughs> Nothing good has ever come from a bunch of angry Germans. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.